All right, we're back on the Jim Leach Show. We have had a lot of attention focused in recent weeks on redistricting. Illinois legislative districts, congressional districts, but we have to do redistricting at many, many levels of government. City of Springfield will be taking this up for uh, aldermanic seats in uh, the, the weeks and months ahead. And uh, later this month, we're expecting a vote in the Sangamon County Board on new county board districts. Republicans have their proposal, and uh, unlike what we saw in the state legislature where the minority party didn't put forward a map, they just criticized the one that the majority approved, the Sangamon County Board, even though Democrats are the minority party on the board, they have put forward their own map proposal. Now, we're going to talk about this with Bill Houlihan. He's the chairman of the Sangamon County Democratic Party. And, Bill, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me on, Jim Leach. I really appreciate it. Now, before we get to this, though, can we take just a minute to kind of talk about last night and what happened in places like Virginia and what this means going forward? I definitely want to get into the the county board stuff, but this is all kind of uh, looming over any discussion of politics right at the moment. Uh, How are you feeling after last night? And is this a, a harbinger of concerns to come in 2022? Well, I, I don't, I don't think we really know the answer to that. I mean, the, the race in New Jersey, for example, is very close. Last numbers I saw with about 93% reporting. Uh, looks like the Democrat Governor Murphy is going to hold on. He's over 10,000 votes ahead. Um, and then um, in, in in the Virginia race, uh, you know, that was a, a big loss. Um, but it was a loss that was, you know, about two percentage points. So I think that with what's been going on in Washington, with the Democrats going back and forth on infrastructure plans, one and two in the House and Senate, um, you know, Biden's numbers sliding somewhat because of that, that it had an impact on voter turnout. Less people voted in Virginia this election cycle and then voted four years ago, uh, which there was much more interest after there was a change of administrations after President Obama. But, but I think we have to look into the numbers and see really what was there and what happened. And, uh, you know, if we still got time to get some things done that we can run on as Democrats in 2022, I think that could have offset last night's um, disappointment. That's a kind of a big if, though, since you still have people like uh, Manchin and, and Kirsten Cinema who are holding things up in Congress. It's going to get tougher to get anything done once we get past the first of the year and we're actually in an election year. If uh, Democratic voter enthusiasm was lagging yesterday, what's what's to indicate that it'll be any stronger or more enthusiastic on Election Day a year from now? That's a good question. I don't think we know that yet. I mean, historically... Um, you know, off-year elections, um, the voter turnout goes down. In 2014, in the state of Illinois, 49%, a little less than half the voters. In 2018, we had 59%, an increase of 10 points in the state of Illinois. Um, so there's there'll be some interest. Right now, um, the Republicans, in, in at least the state of Virginia, and Republicans in New Jersey felt pretty good about turning out and supporting their candidate for governor. We've got to do some work to make sure that they understand that they've got to turn out, and we've got to give them some reasons why. You know, the American Rescue Plan was uh, passed by the Democrats in the spring in Congress, and now the Senate's passed the first infrastructure bill, but it's been in the House, and we have not yet passed the second infrastructure bill. I think if we can get both those passed yet this year, 2021, 
I think that will be something that we can talk about in 2022 that will help us generate some turnout because there's a lot of good things in there. There's going to be money in there for highways and airports and rail. And then there's the other infrastructure bill that's going to be in there that's going to do things that are going to help people, for example, have hearing aids that will be paid for for the first time by Medicare. There'll be information in there to help uh, continue the tax credit for families. More than 50% of the families that live in poverty are out of poverty when they receive that tax credit and $250 a month from the federal government. I, and I, the, well, go ahead, finish your thought. And, uh, and then the other thing I think that's really important that's in that bill is that there's going to be stuff in there that's going to continue to help us um, with um, making sure that we do something about climate change. And that, I think that's really going to become a big issue in 2022. I can already hear the cries of socialism when you talk about some of these programs to uh, to, to help people and invest more federal dollars in assisting families. Uh, we saw what happened in Virginia with all of the hysterics over critical race theory and things like that. Uh, are you concerned that uh, we're going to see Republicans uh, use that, a very similar playbook uh, here in Illinois in 2022 in their effort to unseat J.B. Pritzker or Tammy? Duckworth? I don't think there's any doubt they're going to use the same playbook. Uh, They think the playbook worked there. Uh, Illinois is a different state than Virginia and New Jersey. Um, We have some things that we have been able to run on in 2022. Governor Pritzker has written a record that I don't know of any governor in my history with the help of the legislature that's written a better record when it comes to what he's done on COVID, what he's done on infrastructure, what he's done to get more money for K through 12 education and just down the road, the things that have been done to help the state in regards to that. He's also for the first time in 22 years, we just not have had one, but we've had two things from the bond market that's given us a rating increase. Those are good things that our money is are not going to wall street. Monies are going to be going to education and healthcare and things like that in our state instead of going for folks that are, that we got to pay that nut on the bond bill. Talking with Bill Houlihan, chairman of the Sangamon County Democratic Party. And the reason that uh, Bill is here is to talk about county board redistricting. By the way, uh, Brian McFadden, the Sangamon County Administrator, uh, will be talking about the uh, the GOP majority's proposal tomorrow morning with Greg Bishop on the WMAY morning news feed. We'll be here about 7.50. Uh, but Bill Houlihan, even though uh, Democrats make up a pretty small minority of the county board, you've gone ahead and put your own map together uh, and, and offer it up as well. Uh, why and, uh, and and why should voters have any you know, even interest in this? Well, we went about it, Jim, you know, thinking that I know the Republicans at the legislative and congressional level decided not to put a map forward and just criticize the maps that the Democrats came up with. We decided that we were going to, we talked to all the county, the seven county board members, and we decided to work and draw a map. And we we drew a map that has 29 districts, just like the map that the Republicans drew. We gave to the folks that were helping us and assisting us in drawing the map the addresses of each current county board member, and we gave them instructions to draw a map that would, number one, make sure that everybody would be able to be in their own district. We know that the county lost some population, a little bit more than uh, I think it was – one and a half percent. I think it was a little about 2,000 people. We went from 198,000 to 196,000. 
So we went about that. And then we talked to the folks about the map that the city of Springfield is 100 precincts out of 180 in the county, in the entire county. And then when you add Woodside Township, which is Leland Grove and Southern View and Jerome and unincorporated Springfield, and then you've got Springfield Township, which is another five precincts, which is Grandview and unincorporated Springfield. We took those 118 precincts and we said, we're going to deal with them as an area that is a community of interest, the city of Springfield. And we drew maps within those districts that we thought would be a competitive and each would have a county board member that's currently on the county board. And we did the same thing out in the county. And we made sure that there was county board districts in the southern part of the county and western part, eastern part, and northern part, and in and around places like Gardner, Gardner Township and things like that. So we ended up with 29 districts in each individual Democrat. You can't say that about the Republican map. The Republican map has changed the Democratic districts quite a bit. I actually put two Democrats in the same district by splitting one of the county board members, Patty Hayes, precinct to put where she lived in a different county board district by splitting the precinct to put her in. Um, I think that there's 29 seats on the county board, Jim. They should have been able to draw seven districts for the seven Democrats without putting any of the seven Democrats in another person's district. I mean, 20 of the 29 county board districts lost population. But they should have been able to do that. Well, while it's it's laudable to say that, uh, why shouldn't Republicans do that, given what Democrats did with the state legislative district maps, where they drew a number of Republican incumbents into districts together, including Mike Murphy and Avery Bourne right here in the Springfield area? No, nope, I, uh, I, I understand that's the Republicans and the Democrats at the state legislature did that. But we're talking about the county board map. We're talking about something that's going to affect our community. And they're talking about community of interest, and so are we. And we believe that you can draw these districts within Sangamon County at the county board level. We're talking about a county board district of being about 6,900 people. Um, that should be something that we can do. We're talking about five or six precincts, maybe seven, um, in an area out of 180 precincts. And I think we could have done that. Yes, they could follow the Democrats, what the Democrats did in the legislature, or they could follow what the Republicans did in Texas or Florida or Georgia. You know, but here we have an opportunity to be different, and that's what we're asking the leaders of the Sangamon County Republicans on the county board. Look at our map. Your members are not affected. Our members are not affected. The people at the ballot box are going to decide. There will be competitive districts within in this that Democrats and Republicans can run for, and I think we're going to get a better turnout for people if they're more competitive districts, and that's what we're pushing for on the county board map. Uh, other than not drawing I- incumbents into the same district with each other, from a demographic uh, perspective, what makes, in your view, your map, the Democratic map, better than the one put forward by the Republican majority? Well, I think the biggest thing is what I've already talked about. It it, it keeps each individual member in a, a district similar to the one that they're in. Let's take, uh, let's take county board member Clyde Bunch, who lives on uh, the 2100 block of Mountain Arthur King, his county board district is there, and it's been in that part of Springfield around Bunn Park and um, in that area for, you know, 25, 30 years. And now his his precinct is going to, his county board district is going to run from Bunn Park all the way over to Chatham and Wabash and pick up the apartments that are there 
on South Chatham Road, uh, on uh, south of east of Chatham Road, but south of Wabash. That's a long way for a county board district. That you know, if you decided to walk that, that'd be close to four miles. I mean, county board districts are small enough. They're like aldermanic districts, wards. They should be able to be able to walk by the constituents, by the people that want to have talk to their constituents. And in this case, I mean, they're just taking a, just a, a very skinny line and drawing them all the way on the other side of town. And I think that that does not live up to the community of interest issue that they're talking about. Yeah, and I guess maybe I didn't ask my question clearly enough, because that's really what I'm getting at as far as communities of interest. What do these maps do uh, to ensure that, for example, where we have uh, areas of the the county, areas of the city of Springfield uh, with uh, larger minority populations, (laughs) what does it do to ensure uh, that those communities of interest have ample representation on the Sangamon County Board? And does your map do anything significantly different than what the Republican map does uh, to to bolster those communities of interest based on those demographics? Well, both of us uh, drew three uh, Voting Rights Act majority-minority districts, um, all of them being on the east side of Springfield. Ours are more compact than the Republicans, and um, we believe that we, once again, we took into where the the current county board member lives, and then we moved around them to make sure that we could get over that 50% number of voting age population um, for folks to make up and meet the letter of the law with the Voting Requirements Act. So ours are just a little bit more compact. The Republicans drew three, two. Um, one of their three is, is in an open seat now. That You know, Clyde Bunch's district in, in 2011 had about 31%. Uh, minorities lived in it, African-Americans lived in it. The one that the the Republicans decided to draw had about 15%. We took the the 19th district, and we decided to increase that from 31% to just over 51%. So that would be it. Um, They decided to reduce the number of minorities in Clyde's district and run them out to the western part of Springfield. Um, they decided to do it a different way and then went up and around over by Lampier High School and places like that where there are African-Americans living. Not to be too cynical in all of this, but, uh, you know, I could uh, feel I feel pretty confident I could put up a, a crisp five dollar bill uh, with a bet that I could pull any 10 Sangamon County residents at random, ask them who their county board member is. And nine of them would have no idea. And, and probably all 10 of them wouldn't have any idea. So uh, ultimately, what difference does this make if you have a county board district that's less compact and contiguous than another one uh, in, a, in a different map? How does that really have any effect on the average Sangamon County resident? Well, I think if the districts are more cap, compact and in their neighborhood, we're more likely going to be able to find candidates that will be willing to spend shoe leather going out and knocking on doors. You're right. They don't know who their county board member is. You know, the, being an a, a alderman in the city of Springfield, Trump's being on the county board, you know, because, you know, people know, most people would if you ask those 10 people, there'd be a percentage higher than, you know, three or four that would probably know that they had an alderman and who it may be, uh, where they don't know where their county board member is. But their county government is very important, and they're picking up more and more services. We've got this issue now with the animal control. At one time, that used to be done by the city of Springfield. Now it's done by the county. Uh, This is something that they, they have to decide. 
and we're losing population in this county of Sangamon, you know, that's something that the county board has to play a role in. It'd be nice to see the city of Springfield and Sangamon County work together on getting some things done on economic development. Those are all things I think we can do when we're all working together. But, you know, right now we're not. Uh, isn't this ultimately, though, a pretty academic exercise, given that, again, you guys only have seven members on the 29-member Sangamon County Board? Uh, it's not as though your map has a serious chance of passage, does it? No, um, we understand that. I, you know, I've been around for a long time, Jim, as you know, and understand that. But what we're, we're appealing to them that here there's seven members. They could do this. They don't have to put two members in the same district. They could work with us on it. Um, you know, we, we came up with approach in the spring. The Democrats, county board member Kevin McGuire introduced a, a resolution to, you know, have a, a bipartisan commission do it uh, that would be made up of the public and one Democrat and one Republican. You know, that was tabled and then eventually voted down. Uh, then the Republicans decided to go with this plan of having meetings to ha- get input from the public. I mean, you know, when we presented our map, that was all we could do is present present our map. We couldn't ask questions of anybody else. I mean, you just got to present your map. And I, I just think that if we want better voter participation, we want more people involved, we want more candidates to run for office, you know, we set the tone on what we do in redistricting. And I'm asking the Sangamon County Republican leadership to meet with us, to talk to us and see if we can make a few minor changes and have their, you know, and to their map, and then move forward so that we protect our seven members that are currently on the county board so they don't have to run against each other. Bill Houlihan is the Sangamon County Democratic Party chair. Uh, Bill, thanks again for your time.